Raiders, start your engines! Welcome to the one place everybody wants to be. Victory Lane, your source for news, analysis, discussion, interviews, and more from the world of NASCAR. Here's your host, Davey Siegel. Welcome back, party people, to the place everybody wants to be. You know it, you love it. It, of course, is Victory Lane. Today is episode 215, and we have an industry vet on with us. Brian Patty, crew chief for Spire Motorsports and the 7 truck in the Craftsman Truck Series. I uh, felt kind of bad because I aged him a little bit, but turns out... 2024 this year is his 30th 30th year in nascar as an industry member so that is an incredible resume that he has he has so much experience and so much knowledge that he has shared and gained along the way and i was uh, happy to pick his brain for a little bit to have him give me some of that knowledge and experience and see what he had to say about a couple hot button issues and some perspective that he shared as well by the way how about that race in Atlanta, baby? Oh boy, one of the closest finishes in NASCAR history, the third closest ever behind Talladega with the three wide tandem and uh, 2003 with Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch at Darlington. But man, that was a hell of a race. I, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did and it seems like everybody else did. So that was something. But before we do any of that, chat with Brian, maybe discuss Atlanta a little bit more and look ahead to Vegas. Let's throw it over to Papa Siegel with this week's Wayback segment, paying homage to uh, one Rusty Walrus, maybe? Here he is. Thank you, Duke, and welcome everyone to episode 215. Last week, I chided myself for not having looked back on Cale Yarbrough, even though Leroy Yarbrough had received our prior attention. Is it possible that Cale isn't the only NASCAR superstar I've snubbed in favor of a same-name driver of lesser renown? Well, in episode 81, we discussed the interesting career of Herman the German, Kenny Wallace. No way I haven't also discussed the notable accomplishments of his older brother, Rusty, right? Oops, guilty again. Time to fix that, but first, a shout-out to Davy's better half, Robin. Mama Siegel and I had them over to watch the Atlanta race this past Sunday. Robin recalled that the first driver she knew of, way back when, before Davey was even a glint in her eye, was Rusty Wallace. Why him? Because, it's rumored, her brother Danny had a stuffed animal when they were kids named Rusty the Walrus. See what she did there? Whether that's true or not, this one's for you, Robin and Danny. Russell William Wallace Jr. is the eldest of the three racing Wallace brothers. You might know him as Rusty for his boyish good looks and ginger mane, but he was known in the garage by his competitors as Rubberhead, a nickname given him by his good friend Dale Earnhardt, both for his hard-charging penchant for punting cars out of the way but also for his ability to weather monstrous wrecks on super speedways without scrambling his noggin. Wallace won 55 Cup Series races 
over a career spanning 25 years and 706 races. They were different times, my friends, when drivers often spent their long careers driving for the same owner or sponsor. Chances are, when you think of Rusty Wallace, you either remember him in the 27 Kodak car he ran for Raymond Beetle's Blue Max team, or the number two Miller beer livery he made famous while driving for the captain, Roger Penske. Wallace won big races on big tracks, but he was best known as a short track ace. Nine wins at Martinsville, seven wins at Bristol, and six wins at Richmond. Wallace was the 1989 Winston Cup champion, and he won an IROC title in 1991 to boot. Rusty Wallace was named by NASCAR as one of its top 50 and 75 drivers, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame as part of NASCAR's class of 2013. Never far from the sport, you can hear Rusty on the radio during MRN broadcasts. That's all for this week. Back to you, Doof. Thank you, Dad, for that wonderful homage to the man who drove the Blue Deuce, Rusty Wallace. I actually um, was at a dinner recently with Rusty in Daytona. That was cool to see him and just interact with him for a little bit. And I doubt he's listening, but my man Alan Kavana, Rusty Wallace's number one fan by far, bar none. Now he's been able to work with him, uh, do some stories on him, some features. That's really cool to see. You know, they say never meet your heroes, but I say Alan Kavana, living proof. You should, because they're pretty cool. And in a limited experience, I have had to meet my then favorite driver, Kevin Harvick. It's been cool. So, yeah, go meet your heroes. It'll be fine. All right, let's start off this episode as we always do. And that, of course, my friends, is with a good old-fashioned reggaeton. And throw it straight over to my interview with Brian Patty, crew chief of the number seven Spire Motorsports Chevrolet Silverado in the Craftsman Truck Series, of course. Really, really interesting perspective that he shared on a myriad of topics and things that are happening currently in the Truck Series, currently in NASCAR. And again, he's been at this for not 10, not 20, but 30 years. So he has seen a thing or two and experienced a thing or two as well. Here he is, Spire Motorsports' Brian Patty on Victory Lane. Pleasure to welcome onto the show today, crew chief of the seven Spire Motorsports Craftsman Truck Series Chevrolet and winners over the weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway industry vet and busy busy man brian patty how are you today sir getting ready to go to the west coast first thing tomorrow morning i'm sure it's a very busy time for you guys at spire yeah it's pretty busy yeah we're we leave first thing in the morning to go to vegas and trying to uh build uh bristol you know bristol trucks too um obviously it's next on the schedule so ball never stops rolling right yeah i'm sure so I've heard you talk about this before and a couple other people that are now Spire employees that were KBM employees, you know, the transition of those two teams or maybe lack thereof, considering that most things were just kind of absorbed. How has that been for you, the, the process of moving from one team to another, but not really moving shops? It's it's kind of a lot, but not a lot at the same time. Uh, actually, it's been quite seamless, to be honest, uh, other than the amount of people uh, difference that we used to have you know, say 25, 30 people to, you know, around a hundred now, uh, you know, that seems a little bit more awkward or, you know, just congested, but, uh, 
you know, those guys work on the cup cars. We work on the trucks and it's, uh, it goes pretty well, but, um, yeah, for the core group, um, you know, we had some people leave, uh, but you know, uh, team wise, most of them all stayed, um, you know, both crew chiefs and both engineers or all three engineers from last year left. So we have a whole new group up here in the, in the office, but, uh, it's working good. Everybody's working together. And, uh, when you got smart people, you have fast trucks. So it's, it's been fun. You mean you haven't memorized everybody's name yet? Come on, Brian. Let's get to it. I just say, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> if I say, hey, man, that's, that's, a, that's a secret that I don't know your name. Yeah, it's like the classic. You look at the track, you're wearing your sunglasses, you try to look at the hard card. You're like, I know who you are, but I don't know your right. name. It's, it's one flip of those it around. Yeah. yeah, try to flip it around for him. <laughs> exactly. So back-to-back -back super speedways to start off the year. You guys are feeling pretty good given that Nick won at Daytona, Kyle won in Atlanta, so Spire with Rev, obviously – two for two to start out the year on paper. It seems kind of tough given the the nature of super speedways, but on the flip side, and you guys are kind of reaping the rewards of this. They present an opportunity as a crew chief. How have you found the first two races of the season to be from a logistical perspective and also just resource wise? Uh, well, resource wise, I'll answer that. It's been great. Uh, obviously we're heavily backed by Chevrolet, have great partners and our sponsors with, you know, Gamebridge, Bama and, and uh, hendrickcars.com so um resource wise we're not lacking uh, logistics you know we started this program what november after phoenix um pushing really 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 hard uh you know each each team has seven primary trucks and then we have five floating uh backups so 33 vehicles you know within here this 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 shop and also uh you know bonus shop so it's uh yeah. logistic wise it's different than what we're used to right but uh you know, so far it's worked, uh, worked pretty well. So I mentioned over the weekend, you and Kyle were able to get another victory together, 65th for him and his truck series career. You have worked with him for a long time and many times at this point, is it kind of a situation where you just kind of let him go in there, do his thing and let it rip. And you know that he's going to give you all he's got. Yeah. You never have to question his, his determination, right? Uh, he's, yeah. uh, talent levels, off the charts, uh, intensity is off the charts, good or bad. Um, hopefully it's good, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, um, you know, I met him when he was 18, right. May of 2003 he shows up at our shop at Nemechex. Um, we go test Charlotte and, uh, had him for the first seven races of his career, uh, in Xfinity. Um, and then, you know, we've become, you know, since then been, you know, really close friends for what is that? 20, 21 years. It's crazy. Right. But, uh, yeah, he, he used to, he used to watch my kids. So it's just been crazy how it's all kind of transpired. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think we matched his, his intensity as far as in the shop and preparation and, and the details. So, you know, you do that, give him a fast truck. He typically will deliver. Right. So, um, that's our goal here is just try to deliver each and every week a truck capable of winning. And so far the first two races we've done so. And that's the thing. Again, nobody really knows him probably better than you, given how far back you go. But if he needs something, he's going to let you know. And if he doesn't, he's going to show you that he doesn't by whooping the field. So yeah. you never have to question where you stand with Kyle, which I guess on one hand is a good thing, right? Yeah, it's uh, it was, it was, you know, our post-race interview or a debrief yesterday. Uh, you know, he was pretty excited about how the truck ran, uh, but still had, you know, some criticisms about certain areas we're going to work on. Uh, and try to have some improvements before we go to Texas. So um, he's always, you know, 
I think if you were to lap the field with this guy, he still would be, there would be something to change. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you, you wish every driver had that intensity. So I don't want to age you even more here. Cause I know you were laughing when you said that you've known Kyle for over 20 years, but if I have my research, right, I think your first year in NASCAR or motorsports was back in 1994, which means this is year mm. 30 for you, Brian. Yeah. Does it yeah. feel that long? No, to be honest with you, it doesn't, um, you know, had a great life, great career, um, met a lot of great friends and great people. Right. Um, you try to learn and, and, and take the best of the people you've learned through and, and respected. And then, you know, you also learn qualities not to take on them. Right. Um, but yeah, out of high school, 93 moved here and, uh, you know, started with Nima checks, you know, I was building shocks. I'm a fabricator by trade, uh, jacking on pit stops and, uh, <laughs> yeah, 30, what'd you say? 31 years, 30 years, 30 years. That's, uh, yeah. You know, four children through school, um, three's graduated college, the fourth's in college now. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem, it seems like, uh, you know, we won Charlotte in 97 with Nemechek as my first, you know, win as a crew chief. And I'm like, it feels like it was yesterday. I can remember coming home and, and building a deck that weekend because we got a bonus. Like, I just remember <laughs> things like that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. In in some ways, it feels like it has been 30, and in other ways, it just kind of feels like it was yesterday. A, a few days, it feels like it's been 30, but not. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I tell people, I you know, we had a we had a sponsor function with Spire at uh, the hockey game uh, about a month ago, NASCAR night, and I told people I haven't worked a day in my life really, and I, I'm I'm truthfully saying that right. Uh, racing's not a job; it's a passion, and. Uh, I come to work every day wanting to make things better and, and, and leave. When I leave here, I, I know the day was good and we're going to try again tomorrow. Yeah. I heard a saying, I don't, I don't remember who it was from, but I heard it from somebody in the industry recently is we don't have to do this. We get to do this. And I think you're kind right. of living proof yeah. of that. Yeah. You mentioned Nemco is kind of where you first came in when you first came in as a fabricator for the most part, which doesn't really exist anymore the role itself with the next gen car and everything how did you get your start before that even involved in motorsports in general i know you grew up in florida and you went to high school with david rudiman which is kind of a cool tie-in but before you made that move to nemco and to north carolina how'd you get your start with the rudiments right um based in zephyr hills florida um you know the rudiman family obviously is from zephyr hills my family is from zephyr hills um his cousin sean uh was in my grade and uh you know i played sports you know throughout you know obviously 11 nine years of soccer and football and basketball and, and baseball like you just play all the sports and then uh he said hey i think you should come out and help me on my dirt my my cousin's dirt car and i'm like sure let's let's try it my dad raced um not at a very successful level but he hobby raced and so i knew rudiments you know the name so i showed up and we started you know working on his dirt car and that was uh when i was in junior high yeah junior high and um from that point you know we we built a tr built the car went down to east bay won the first night and i'm like this is cool i, I like this <laughs> and you know here we are that was what probably 88 now we're 2024 so um yeah it was really just growing at rudiments through high school and and dickie anderson um my senior year i worked on his stuff uh building bodies for him 
the nice 92 uh was it was a red uh daytona dodge daytona it was so awesome and then uh you know i went to volusia county in 90 uh must have been 92 summer 92 you know the the bush series used to run uh volusia during the july 4th weekend rolled over there with some friends went in the infield and met john imachek uh you know post-race everybody's loading up which i think is funny because you know when we're loading up now it's like you know we're just trying to get out of there get to the get the plane and get home uh but you know super respectful met him talked to him and said hey i'm gonna be up in uh august because i had a 20-day class here in mooresville um motorsports training center had a 20-day class so i said i'm gonna be there he says look me up so come here in august uh that's the summer between my junior and senior year um went to class and then would go to nema checks at night or till god knows when and then repeat 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 uh and that was the month they won their first two races uh was irp and loudon right and you know, I touched both those. We, you know, hung bodies on them. So it was like, it was cool. Um, it was so cool that we had a party, a wind party. And Joe's looking around. He looks at me. He goes, who are you? Like, he didn't even know I was there. <laughs> so, and then obviously history repeats. So we, I worked for him for 11 years and, you know, we've, we've had kids together and, and won a lot of races and polls and, and we're still friends. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to make the change, right. To move from, high school to to the, the real world as they say it um but you know i i took a chance like most people do and got fortunate to hook up with the right people and at the right time and you know it's been uh, i think if you continue to work hard and pay attention to detail and and just you know I, I say this to people you know you get two eyes or two two ears and one mouth for a reason you know listen more than you talk um i think you'll you'll go far and uh, it's it's happened it's good it's been good it's words to live by. You got more ears than you do a mouth. I'm going to use that one. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned Nemco was was really a home for you for a long time, multiple stints there, because I know when you started there, you went to Hendrick for a little bit, I think, and then came for back year, and yeah. you were, yeah, your team manager, I think in 03, and that's when you worked with Kyle and Joe yep. Nemechek himself, and I think you worked with David Rudiman for a little bit too, which had to be pretty cool. We did. Um, we did. When you had those spurts of, when you eventually left Nemco and when you went to Hendrick for a year, I mean, how difficult was that to leave kind of at that point, the only place you'd ever known. And and at that point they seemed to pre, pretty much be like family to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. It was, uh, you know, my wife worked there, like it was intertwined more than people know. Right. So, um, you know, we, we lived through the, that, you know, went to Hendrick's for a year. Um, wasn't, my cup of tea at that point in my life uh and and also you know I, we were buying our first house and uh wasn't ready yet and joe and andrea name checked her like we'll just stay with us so we stayed with them for a little bit and then joe's like hey i'm gonna start my bush team back up part-time you know do you want to you want to come back and and be the crew chief and i was like mm, that's interesting so you know obviously after conversations with uh my wife adrian and we made the decision to leave the cup land and come back over to uh, Joe's place and, and, you know, basically trophy hunt, right? We were in a part-time season um, just trying to sit on poles and wins. And, and for, for the most part, we did a pretty good job. 
from what I remember too, uh, Ron Fellows was kind of one of the first guys that you worked with on an extended basis. And that's when road course ringers were a thing, right? It doesn't really seem like that is the case anymore, but you guys came pretty close a handful of times. What was that experience like just working with Ron and coming so close so many times? Well, yeah, we won, uh, we did win a truck race with him. Uh, that was my first truck win, um, way back when nineties, 99, maybe, um, won Xfinity races with him. Mm-hmm. And then we ran second in our first cup race with, uh, fellows at Watkins Glen with Nemechek. Uh, you know, our, our, we built, a, we built a cup car. That's like, we don't know any difference. We're just a push team. Let's build a cup car and go to Watkins Glen and we finished second. So, um, Ron's still a close friend, uh, true professional and amazing talent. Um, taught me a lot about road racing. That's why I, maybe I think that's why I, I love road racing so much. You know, we, I won with Juan Pablo on a road course, Clint Boyer on a road course. Uh, obviously, Ron, I just, it's it just fun. It just, I don't know the strategies. I love the 24, Le Mans, I just, Petite Le Mans. I just, road racing is probably, I told Ron, I said, when I retire, whenever that day is, I'll uh, go road racing. So he's like, look me up. So he's a, he's a, he's a true friend, a great competitor, and, and, and taught us a lot. That's interesting because most people with a background similar to yours that, you know, started out racing locally in the Southeast on dirt, et cetera. Road course racing is like the antithesis of that. And it seems like you're the total opposite. Was that strictly from Ron or did something else happen along the way? No, I just, uh, maybe a fascination with arrow, um, always being, uh, observant and trying to, to obviously push our vehicles to the, to the, uh, my, uh, upper limits of what we're allowed to do, but also pay attention to every other series in the world, right. And see what they do and how they do it. Um, just those cars are just trick, right. Obviously F1 is, is, is the deal now, but you know, back then it was, you know, when you, when you bought an 18 scale model, it wasn't an F1 car. It was a, it was a, a, a Porsche or a Ferrari. Right? right. So, um, I don't know. I just fell in love with the cars and the way it looks, the K&M cars back in the day. And it's, it stuck. To that point, the way that the sport has evolved over, again, 30 years now of you being in it, I'm sure that you've seen a lot that you've liked that you haven't liked. In terms of the new age of technology being so integral into everything that you guys do, have you embraced that from day one or has it taken some time for you to kind of understand that that's a necessary evil to to implement into your daily practice to be sure you guys are fast? Oh, no, you, you we're data-driven, right? I, I've always been data-driven. Um, for the most part, when we have data, right, we, we are data, it's all about the data and, um, you have to embrace it, right. It's, it's, it's where we're at now and where it's probably going to continue to go even more. Right. Um, you know, it, it's actually funny that you're thinking back to like, uh, 2000, let's see, eight, nine ish, you know, I, I remember being on my bus, not having SIM. we're just doing paperwork, you know, and you're just, your, your head is a calculator. And a sim model, right? We're trying to figure out travels and and whatnot, and and running well, right? With Juan Pablo, so um, I remember doing that with my engineer quite often. And then now it's you know we you take computers back and, and run sims and and come back with a you know a list of changes for the next day. It's kind of it's kind of same, but it's not the same. It's uh, you know back then you had to use your head a little more. Now it's more obviously the computers are smarter than we are. So yeah, it's still it's still you get what you you put in, right? And so. You just got to continue to be uh, on the, on the, I don't know, the 
continue to push and pay attention. And when you push that much, you know, typically you'll, uh, you'll have success. I heard a, a cool story you told when you joined us on Sirius XM this week of the first time that you tested with Kyle Busch. And I know we, we've mentioned him a couple times. I don't remember where you were. I think it was a mile and a half maybe, but you were kind of leading the charge there at the test. And I think as the story goes, you can tell me Joe called you guys and said, Hey, how's it going? And it turns out he wound up to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Charlotte, uh, you know, it was cloudy, rainy, uh, misty kind of day. Um, we went down with our, our back then, uh, we built and ran the seven car Evans motorsports. So LaJoy was driving it, Randy. And Kyle was in our in our 87 and uh you know we get off the truck and you know let's just shake it down let's you know here's anyway you didn't have SMT you didn't have the data we had now so like it really was just you know look at the track and draw you know this is the line you should run break points whatever <laughs> and he goes out and I swear I I looked you know top of the truck and it's like you know that when you take a rookie driver anywhere in my history you're just kind of like just don't wreck it be calm right you know let's have a, a uneventful day and i'll be damned if he went out and looked like a cup guy and i was like this is impressive and <laughs> we were fast on a chart i think we ran like 15 laps it started raining and he he come in i says well how'd it feel and he's like uh feels great i'm like okay <laughs> and uh by that time you know obviously it must have been raining up at, in mooresville so joe calls and said how's the test going blah blah and i told him i said man I, I i don't know what to tell you uh and i'm i remember giving him lap times or whatever and it was really fast and and he's like so this kid run what lap time and randy was always running what lap time he's like really and i'm like dude it's amazing and then we go back and i think we I do remember qualified, I think fifth, um, only because we burned up a gear second, second lap, uh, back then two laps was the fastest and burn up a gear because I let the oil too low and finished second because we took two tires and wow. Matt K Kansas finished, uh, he won because he took four. So, but yeah, it's, it's crazy that, uh, now looking back, obviously, you know, he's one of the best talents that's ever been in a, in a cup car, right. Or in our industry period. Mm -hmm. um it's, it's pretty cool just to be a friend with him the memories of you racers i swear you, you remember the oil you remember how many tires you took it's it's uncanny well, you guys never forget certain, no there's certain races i forget uh we, we had last year we we're at martinsville during the rain delays uh in the truck race and and he starts talking about uh dover i'm like you didn't race for for me at dover 2003 he said yeah so well i remember we ran second at darlington uh, we sat on the pole, first or second, second qualified second at Memphis, ran second at Charlotte. Um, where else we run? And he's like, we ran Dover. I'm like, no, we did not. And he's, <laughs> I. So here we are, you know, YouTube and yep. you know Dover 2003, and I'll be damned. He was right. Um, <laughs> ran out qualifying, ran out qualifying. Yeah, he has a memory. Just so you know, oh, yeah. he qualified. We qualified by points. And we already passed like seven cars in two laps and uh, had a wreck on the front stretch. And he ran into somebody, knocked left front fender off and finished, I don't know, 18th ish, maybe a lot down. And I'm like, how did you remember that? He goes, I remember them all. <laughs> well, you think I have a memory? He has one even bigger. And he's won as many times as he has. And you know, he probably remembers the losses more than the wins, too. He does. He, 
the things he says to me, it, it's like, seriously, guy, you gotta, you're just weird. <laughs> Come you're on, you're so dude. random for real. Get a hobby. Let it go. Jeez. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Juan Pablo for a little bit. Uh, 2010 Watkins Glen, that was a day that you guys won together. That was your first yep. win in the Cup Series on a road course again. What yep. did that day specifically and accomplishing that winning in Cup, what did that mean to you? Well, I mean, say every, everybody as a kid wants to be uh, in the Cup Series, right? You either want to be in Indy or Charlotte. So when we made a decision out of high school where we're going to move to, I wanted to go soccer racing and go to Charlotte. So um, from 93, so 15 years later, you, you win your first cup race. Um, oh, it was, it was a big moment, right? It was uh, Target's first, um, I believe Target's first win. That's right. Um, so it was a good weekend. I know actually. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. Brian, so, here's to a great weekend. Look at that. That's amazing. Yeah. So double weekend, obviously the Indy cars were somewhere and they won. Uh, they won. So Dario won mid Ohio and we won Watkins win. So how about it? Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. It was great. It's, uh, you know, we, we worked hard. We had really fast cars, uh, 2009, uh, made a good run in the chase. And then 2010, um, a slight fall off from 09 um, speed, but you know, was, was good enough to get a win, but nothing really matters. I mean, Indy's the one we wanted him, him and I both. Um, yeah. and we had two really good chances and then failed on both. So that's, you know, as much as I, the pauses we had, um, it's still Indy kind of hurts. You mentioned Dario, you worked with him for a little bit too, right? I did a couple races. Yeah. We ran a truck race at Martinsville, uh, with somebody else's vehicle just, to, to get a shakedown and, uh, took him to Memphis, I believe, and qualified third. Um, and that was 2007. But uh, that one was kind of bittersweet because my father passed away that weekend. So I left and had to go to Emory Hospital in Atlanta um, right after practice. So I really didn't get to see qualifying and race. We practiced and then I had to leave it to the my best men on it, my, my team. So, but yeah, he's, I was, you know, every driver I've, I've had, we're still friends, um, still communicate. Um, text messages last, last Saturday was, was neat to see, you know, people texting, um, you kind of, you don't realize that they're still, they even pay attention, right? You just, I'm working, show up. We're trying to make changes, trying to make a, the truck as fast as we can try to execute, win the race, get through tech, load it up and come home. And then you kind of pay, you grab your phone and it's like, Oh, they are paying attention. That's kind (laughs) of nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not really high on social media. I just, got more things to do in my life than sit on social. But, uh, you know, I try to post here and there. And I think maybe some of them, you know, actually comment on some of my posts. So, you know, it's, it's a good sport, right? These, it, if you do it the right way, I think it's a, it's a great sport. My, actually my daughter's now into the sport. So, you know, great. like father, like daughter. That's right. Taught her right. Um, one more driver and, and team that you've worked with in the past that I just want to touch on real quick is MWR, and Clint mm-hmm. Boyer, Juan Pablo and Clint back-to-back years. Those are two very gregarious personalities right there. Um, you finished second in the standings in 2011 with, with Clint in the 15 group. I've heard really good things um, about MWR and how great of a place it was to work. What was your experience like when you spent time over there? I did have that, that uh, sentiment. It's probably the best place I've ever worked in my career. Um, low key, low stress 
fun. Um, you know, obviously Michael, right? He, <laughs> even on a bad day, he's, he, he'll make you laugh, right? Um, cars were fast. Uh, Toyota backing back then, obviously Clint behind the wheel. Yeah, you know, Clint has amazing talent. Um, and when things are great and, and cars are fast, he's fast. Um, so we just, 2012, we showed up there with a brand new team, started it from the ground up and and uh, had some really quality people on the team and uh, actually have one on my team right now uh, that was my interior guy back then. He's now my car, my truck chief. So he uh, just, I don't know, you felt good going to work every day. And when you left there, you knew, you know, when you came back, it's everyone's going to be the same. It just, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. They had, they put the right people in the right spots and it was, it was a lot of fun, but uh, 2012 was a good year. Yeah. I literally haven't heard like a bad thing about people's experience working there. So it's, it's interesting that you back that up tenfold for sure. Oh yeah. You won't hear from me. That's uh, <laughs> I, I wish it was still continue. I, I wish it was still here. It was uh, I never, obviously we never left. Um, it was so fun. Yeah. So getting back to kind of the here and the now with the seven team, going to be a full-time effort this year in the truck series, which is a first for Spire Motorsports. Obviously, Rajah's running full-time, Chase is running full-time, and you got a rotating cast of characters in the seven full-time this year. I don't know if you can spill the beans or if the beans have been spilled, but any anything that you can give us in terms of who we can expect to see besides Corey and Kyle behind the wheel? Um you'll see a lot of talented race car drivers. I hope of all ages. Okay. I'll give you that young and old, yeah, everything in between young and old. It's uh, it's, it's a good lineup. Um, and we're looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, you know, the, from a team side, we don't, we don't, we don't necessarily care who sits in the seat. Right. We, we have to repair everyone. Like it's going to be Kyle, right. That's just the mentality we have to do. Um, as far as the all-star trucks. So, but there's some definitely, um, ringers coming in. Um, and some surprises that might, might just happen. You just never know. I like that. Well, I will say this, you're good for at least four more wins. Cause Kyle's got four to go. So you're good on that. Oh, we, plan to win, we plan to win much more than that. <laughs> I'd hope so. That'd be great. Um, Las Vegas this weekend, specifically for you as a crew chief in the truck specifically, what are some of the challenges that come with setting up a vehicle to go fast around that place? Well, obviously the bumps through one and two are, are you know, kind of sketchy. Uh, and splitters are so large on these, uh, on the trucks that uh, splitter contact is, a, is, you know, a concern. Uh, the wind, looking at the weather forecast, uh, the wind is uh, not as bad as Atlanta, but really bad in yeah. the same direction, tailwind down, down the back stretch, which is never good. Uh, so, Handling, I, I think handling was was what won the race at Atlanta. So I will say that handling's going to win Las Vegas also, right? You're going to have to run long runs on races on the tires because the way that uh, our tire structure is, we get four sets for the race, and it's pretty much stage in, stage in, and middle of the back, you know, middle of last stage. So um, you know you have to run 30 laps on tires no matter what you do. So um, they mentioned that there were some other Cup guys, you know, showing up. So that'd be good to. To get baselines, uh, you know, I know Zane uh, be fun to race him again. Um, now there's a teammate, so-called teammate here at Spire, but also racing against us. So we'll have to see what he has to do. Going back to the all-star truck of sorts, just real quick for a second. 
is that something that gets you excited because you have all these different opportunities to get what different people are saying and learn from different drivers or, or on the other hand, are you kind of dreading it in one way just because it's a lot of prep to make sure the seats are correct, all the different yeah. creature comforts are correct and things like that? No, it's, it's the direction I chose. I think it's, uh, it's fun to have, you know, Kyle, which is a close friend of mine in the truck, but also work with some really young talent. Um, you know, something not, not even legal to drive in trucks yet, um, at certain tracks. So, um, you know, I think the, it's the process, right. And this is a stepping stone. That's what we try to tell Raj and, and, and Purdy is this is, we're trying to teach you the right way, right? We've, Bono and myself have been there. We've won in all three series. We've won with really cool. We've raced with really cool quality drivers. Try to teach them the, like I told you earlier, teach them the best qualities, right. And how to do things that what we think is the right way. And, and hopefully they can, you know, continue on in their, in their racing careers and, and do well. So, um, I enjoy that. I do. I enjoy that. Uh, I also enjoy, you know, winning with, the. Uh, the veterans too. And, and we're also like a test vehicle also, right. We're continuing to uh, test items on ours and and getting feedback with the guys that have been experienced and have know the feeling they're supposed to feel. um, So we can kind of build these, the vehicles even better, you know, moving forward. Well, looking forward to seeing you in victory lane more times this year, even more than four. I'm going to hold you to (laughs) that. And uh, uh, a NASCAR with a full-time Brian Patty in it is a better NASCAR. So excited to have you back full-time on the road in the truck series. Thank you for giving me so much of your time here today. Like I said, a busy week. So I'll let you get to it. Safe travels out west and go get them again. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And we are back. Man. Get me jacked up to see who we may see in that seven truck later this year. Some young guys, some old guys, some ringers, perhaps. That'll be uh, very interesting to see what they got cooking up over there. So thank you to Brian for all the time this week. Again, like I told him, a busy week leaving Atlanta, going out west to Vegas. And really appreciate Matt Klug of Spire Motorsports for helping coordinate that conversation as well. I know I briefly talked about it, but that Atlanta race was something, huh? I mean... It doesn't get much better than that. Three wide, photo finish, coming down to it, 400 miles of action. I will say stage one was a little bit herky-jerky and clunky, but other than that, it was a really, really incredible display of racing for the Cup Series on Sunday. Xfinity was a bit of a snoozer, all things considered, you know, circumstantially, and Trucks was not bad, but it wasn't great either. Cup made up for it, though. I mean, that was just no holds barred. Balls to the wall. Go do what you got to do to make sure you get in position to come through at the end. Kyle Busch did that well. Ryan Blaney did that well. But the man who did it better than anybody was Daniel Suarez, who obviously wins that race all but locks himself into the playoffs. And this is a pivotal year for him in the 99 team. New crew chief with Matt Swiderski. May be on the hot seat with SVG in a track house racing suit this year. Also, Zane Smith driving a Spire Motorsports car, but a Trackhouse Racing contracted driver. They got two charters. They got four drivers. Where are you going to put everybody? Uh, No secret that they're charter shopping. Jordan Bianchi was saying that on the air yesterday on Sirius, and he's reported the same as well. But if they don't find a charter, which I think they will, what are you going to do? You going to keep Daniel? What are you going to do with Zane? You going to 
keep him with Spire for another year? Or what about SVG? What if he goes out and really contends and has a great rookie season in Xfinity? Which, by the way, he finished third on Saturday as well. So Trackhouse Racing's problem, it got even tougher. And I think that's a great problem to have if you're Justin Marks. The fact that you got Ross Chastain as your anchor driver with an anchor sponsor in Anheuser-Busch. You got Daniel Suarez, who, according to some, was on the hot seat. I'll put my hand up and say I was one of those people. I also think that that hot seat has been cooled off now, given that he won that race at Atlanta. And then you got Zane Smith, who's already in cup. And you got SVG, who I'm sure is going to want to be in cup sooner rather than later. He has said as much. So interesting conundrum, if you want to call it that, for Trackhouse Racing and Justin Marks. But we will know more as more becomes available in terms of charters, where they're going, where they're not going, et cetera, et cetera. But man, what a race and what a finish. And we're headed out west to Sin City, Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. Another triple header weekend of action. Three weeks in a row, three triple headers. Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup all will be taken to the one and a half mile Las Vegas Motor Speedway out there in the desert. Looking forward to all the action, and you can hear it, obviously, on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. PRN and MRN got some of the race broadcast for you out there, too, as do the Fox Family Networks. And that'll wrap things up for episode 215, everybody. Appreciate you spending some of your time this week here with us. Much appreciated to Brian Patty as well for carving out some of his time for me and for you uh, to give his perspective. Really enjoyed what he had to say. And if you did too, please do me a favor. You can leave a rating and a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can also probably do it, I believe, on some other podcast apps as well or anywhere you get your podcasts. Google, SoundCloud, anywhere that you get them, we should be there for you. And if we're not, drop me a line. I will try to rectify that issue for you. We'll be back next week with another guest from the world of NASCAR, and we will talk Vegas and preview Phoenix, the one and only time we go there besides the championship weekend in November. Hope you enjoyed the action this weekend in Vegas, everybody. And if you're going out there, gamble responsibly. We'll chat next week.